I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. In my follow-around jeans, my head porter wallet, my neighborhood short shirt, and my Eddie Chain clock shit. Might not go to college, but my street smart polished like the black fingernails of that punk right logic. Do the knowledge. Man, you can't be punk from projects. Firm disbeliever in your punch clock promise. Was trading up for comics. I was keeping them for school. Uh, one of Jay-Z's boys now skating in your pool. Not to be rude, I'm just hating on your rules. Like a young fit dad, I'm on my world tour. Good morning, Singapore. I'm bringing the sun with me from the Robert Taylor Holmes, the African slum city. Hey, welcome to the Black Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it's a Saturday feedback show. Um, you should already know where to find everything, but in case you don't, the Black Out Tips on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a five-star review. Promise we'll read it on the show as long as we like uh, whatever you have to say about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, less than five stars, we won't read it. We don't like it. We won't read it, even if it is five. So uh, we prom- But we promise to read the ones that we like. So leave them, and uh, we'll do it. You know? mm-hmm. So We only got one this week on iTunes and Stitcher, so you guys really fucked up i don't know what's wrong with you did you get to the end of black history month thought you could take the rest of it off (laughs) get back to work slaves right we know it's plenty of y'all out there that've been listening for a very long time and some people that just found us that really love and enjoy the show Mm -hmm. and you're like i get to it one day one day what the day is now right you know it's do it for black history month you owe us it's not like uh the haters gonna take the time off you know they still gonna leave their one-star reviews so y'all got to counterbalance the act with the five-star reviews. Yep. And That's any, why y'all the best. Yep. And anytime you leave a review, it is on time. And we got none from Stitcher. So very disappointed. Very disappointed. But I know a lot of y'all listen to Stitcher. We see the numbers. Yeah, I saw y'all upset that Stitcher hadn't posted the episodes. Well, do you think maybe Stitcher just didn't feel appreciated So because y'all weren't leaving five-star reviews? So maybe that's why they did that? Hmm? Well, just think about it. You brought this on yourself. Um, anyway, uh, you make sure you guys, um, do that. Leave us five star reviews. You can also go to the website, theblackguywhotips.com, and you can leave comments there. We read them on the show and we read, uh, the polls and all that stuff. Um, we have comments in the polls. We can read those. Um, we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And a bunch of people donated to the show, which you can do by going to theblackguywhotips.com and uh, looking at the right-hand side and going, hey, I want to donate. So it's very easy to do. Uh, let's play our donation music and give them shout-outs. It doesn't matter how much you donate. One time over current, everybody gets a shout-out. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. Today's a new day. That's right. It's time to give the people thanks for giving to us. Tijon P. Tijon P. Thank you for the one-time donation. We appreciate you. We do. Looked out for everybody. I hope I pronounced your name right. If not, it's T-Wong, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Mary H., recurring donator. Thank you very much, Mary. Mary. Yes, that's new to me. We'll see you over at 227. <laughs> Sitting on your perch. Matthew R. Thank you for your recurring donation, Matt. Yes. Mr. Span of the Span Report. 
podcast. Thank you very much for your return donation, my brother. Yes, they warm. I heard they try to creep up on your crib. You know what I mean? Try not to catch oh, nobody shit. if you don't have to. Ain't that the truth? We want you to stay free, my brother. Who's that peeping in my window? Ow. Nobody to now. I ain't that the truth. I shot you now. Latanya, thank you very much, Latanya B, for the recurring donation. I always see her on uh, Facebook and stuff. Yes. Uh, Alexander M, recurring donation. Thank you very much, Alexander. Yes. Uh, I think Rick and them is heading to your town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Yes, sweetie. Stop. You stop doing cocaine, but you start getting <laughs> addicted to the podcast, and that's what I love. Uh, best type of addiction in my mind. Eric M, recurring donation. Bronco Pride. Attitude check. Uh, Stephen H. No, Stefan H. Recurring donator. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, Stefan. We see you bobbing your head. My college roommate, John Kennedy. Oh, shit. Yeah, yep. He was on Balls D, wasn't he? Yeah, yesterday. Writes for the Urban Daily and Road to the Association. Thank you very much, John. Yes, thank you, sir. And, uh, make sure y'all check out that Balls Deep, man. We had a good time. If y'all want to hear some stories from my college days. That's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> if y'all enjoyed the episode with John Smith, you'll really like Balls Deep with John Kennedy. Uh, Marvin B. Yes, Marvin, Marvin B. B. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Wood. Thank you, a Woodsy, for your recurring donation. Thank you, sweetie. Early days in photography, like I said, they will be taking pictures for some of y'all's kids. Uh, the only thing they've ever achieved is to be in the church league basketball program. Well, early days in photography. Take care. Yeah, they will. They will. And remember, the proofs are free, but you have to pay for the pictures. Don't take the proof to Walmart and try to mm-hmm. get them done. We, we've said this before. We just want to uh, make this uh, crystal clear and just know they do uh, your bar mitzvahs, your birthday parties. You know, let them know. Yep. Um, and so, Oh, in the chat room, we said Dijon with a T is how he said So, Dijon. Okay. Boom. Now I know. Uh, Justin J. Thank you for a recurring donation, Justin J. Thank you. Asia D. Oh, Asia. Oh, Asia D. Thank you, Asia. Uh, Rock from the Black Astronauts Podcast. Yeah, we, yeah, we thank you for coming to uh, visit us. We we glad that your pastor allowed you to, you know, to mm-hmm. come and join us today. But know that you got to go back, sir. Deliver a guest sermon. You're right. Jennifer H., thank you very much for your recurring donation. Monica C., Mixtrix Monica, thank you very much for your recurring donation. Thank you, sweetie. Momani Jones, recurring donator to the show. Thank you very much, Bo. Thank you, Bo. Um, and that's it. That's everybody for this week. Play me out, Ben. I know God is working, so I smile. All things are working. Even though I'm in it for a while, still I smile. Smile. You look so much better when you smile. You look so much better when you oh oh oh. You look so much better when you oh oh oh. You look so much better when you oh oh oh. You look so much better when you oh oh oh. You look so much better when you oh oh oh. You look so much better when you oh oh oh. Man, how does Kurt Franklin make the money? He don't do nothing. It don't matter. Everybody else doing all the work. They paying them. Uh, let's look at the comments on the website. Episode 892, Northwest Gazi. Because that's what it's become. Do you already read the review on iTunes? 
Oh, wait. You're right, Karen. Now. Oh, oh no problem. I was like, what? No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I didn't mean to skip over that after fussing to everybody. I said, I'm paying attention to you. We got one good review for five stars on iTunes. Yeah, we expect these numbers to pick up next week. It only take a few seconds, y'all. Keep up the good work. Five stars by B-Dogs 98. Great podcast. That's it. That's it. Don't that's all to, you got to say, guys. Don't have to be long. For some of you, that's your assignment. Your assignment is to go to iTunes mm-hmm. and or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. That's all we ask. For some people, we know that, hey, you might not be able to go premium. You might not be able to donate. We understand that people are in all types of financial situations. But this is a way that you can support that is absolutely positively free and you can spread the word and you can let everybody know about us if you're going to leave us a five-star review on itunes go to any apple device type in the black guy who tips and up in the left <coughs> top left hand corner it is say leave us reviews click on it and leave us a five-star review we will only read it as long as we like it we don't care if you leave five stars if we think it's trash it will never get read on the air mm-hmm. and if you want to leave us a review on stitcher go to stitcher.com and type in the black guy who tips and leave us a review through stitcher exactly man and uh like i said man it helps the show out it does. so if you're fans of the show it moves us up in the rankings on podomatic and all that stuff like mm-hmm. that people um, recognize us if you're not fans of the show what are you doing listening get the hell out of here come on beat it um all right episode 892 northwest guys we had a couple comments mm-hmm. jim said jim g g e m you know like 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 a precious jim I meant to leave a comment on Wednesday about this last episode of The Walking Dead. Like Karen, I believe Beth was dreaming. What you think of me, Maggie? Mm-hmm. Beth dead. Uh, it seemed odd to me that Daryl saw the walkers coming but didn't alert the others. He just silently held the door. And one by one, the others just happened to wake up and silently go to the door to hold back the walkers. They didn't discuss a plan or ready themselves for combat. They just held the door in desperation. That seems so unlike them to me. Given all that they've been through, maybe they were just tired and hopeless and them symbolically holding back a large group of walkers together was what they needed to restore hope. Uh, But the thing is, if it was a dream and they needed it to restore hope, you mean Maggie needed it to restore hope or you mean everybody had the same dream or what? Because if it's Maggie's dream, I don't think that everybody would have had that restored sense of hope also i can't explain why the walkers were laid out outside of the barn maybe the storm carried them there yeah that's my assumption is that it was a storm and it was coming uh but like i said to me it's just very 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 bad editing i believe it was not a dream and i think that that door really was blowing like that and i think the door attracted the walkers because they because remember it was clamming and jingling and making noise and I think Daryl just happened to see it. I think they didn't make any extra noise because I think the zombies heard the door but did not see them inside. And I think they just pushed against the zombies to keep them from coming in. And then the storm, like a tornado or something, hit the front of the barn and f- fucked them zombies up. That's my guess. Okay. Now, we'll never know. That, I don't think. I don't know how they will ever clarify it. I don't know, but it seems too unrealistic that this group would stay holed up in the barn with the door p- perfectly in fact and only nature killing off the walkers. I don't know, man, but I need answers, Sway. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And they, you know, I guess for me, since they've never done something to that level before with the dream sequence, I'm, I don't feel it's a dream, 
but maybe it's a new thing maybe they'll be doing it more often maybe if it happens a couple more times i'll, I'll realize okay maybe some of these have been maybe that was a dream you know that's true and like i said to me it's just terrible terrible just terrible editing terrible transitioning because mm-hmm. it's not definitive one way or the other right so you don't come clear cut and say so yeah. okay uh like i said to me it I don't know. It just made no sense. You went from that to automatic day. There was, you didn't show me what happened. There's no transition. You went from in the middle of the night to a storm to boom, she wakes up. Okay, just that makes no fucking sense. Anonymous says, after listening to this feedback episode, I figured out one thing. This show is too big. Why, you ask? Because whenever you start reaching a broader audience, the idiots and trolls show up. Like the dude who was talking about having a toy on standby. For real? Nigga, you, have you ever been around a toddler before? They'll look at you like, fuck you and that damn toy. <laughs> For instance, my wife babysits this little boy. He's 16 months old. I've had to teach my other kids that sometimes they throw fits because they can't express themselves any other way. Right. Like the boy got mad one day because uh, and literally just fell out on the floor. Mm-hmm. I had to stop my oldest son, Nine, from rushing to him. I told him, give him a minute. He'll get back up. He'll be trying to play with you again in a second. Right. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Dealing with small kids isn't the exact science. Why? Because they're people who can't talk yet. Right. Thanks, Anonymous. And I agree. Uh, people just went way too far because they don't like Kim K and Kanye. Right. Have you ever made Daddy a sandwich with the pole? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, all the time. Yes, but only once. And never! Yes, all the time. 37% of our audience has made daddy a sandwich and continues to do so all the time. 5% did it, but just one time. They only made daddy a sandwich one time, and they said, this is enough. And daddy make his own sandwich after this. And the vast majority of our audience, 59%, has never made daddy a sandwich. They're like, fuck you and that sandwich, like them kids. Let's check the uh, polls, the, the comments. I don't know how C. Downer Bozeman left such a long comment, but we'll see. Sugar Babe says, if daddy says make me a sandwich, I'm going to make da- make daddy a damn sandwich. She Nub says, Ryder can thanks for another great show. Also, thank you for going off on the baby haters this episode. I've never really understood why it's acceptable for people to whine on and on about how irritating a crying baby is. So, may- so many people cry hate crying babies on planes, give parents the stink eyes, or post murder fantasies in the internet that involve the baby's parents, the plane, or the baby. I mean, everybody alive is either baby or post-baby. Right. <clears throat> because that's how life works. How can a picture of a crying baby bring up so many feelings? Why all of the hate? Like y'all say, it usually stems from something deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, C. Donner Bozeman says, you made a poll about Northwest, but just surprised people made comments. Okay. No, I'm not surprised y'all made comments. Just surprised at the stupidity of the comments. Right. To prove my point, you both added all kinds of extra situations to every comment to prove people were stupid. As I listened, I realized, you're right. I was adding some shit to the situation. Let me step back. Nobody said you can take your, can't take your child out of the house. Nobody said your child should never, ever cry. I worked at a daycare, so I know that kids cry for whatever the fuck reason they want. I know that children need to be told no. I know that parents want their children at major moments of their lives. I looked at that particular situation regarding both parents, not but not just Kim. Not a hating thing, but a hmm, I wonder why thing. You made the KK fashion show uh you made the KK fashion show the focus of the poll, so I responded. Also I voted in other polls, I've commented before, I don't get time to write in a lot. So saying I only wrote in once was incorrect. 
you actually asked about my name before but go ahead and say i never write in to fit your argument well even if you always write in i don't remember that shit come on it's a lot of y'all niggas i know you'll tell me not to write in again suck your dick well i'm not saying that and i'm obviously reading your comment again don't take it so personal i'll keep listening because i like both your opinions safe to say you don't give a fuck about mine i'm sure guess i got burnt the brunt of your anger since i was the last comment too bad for me as you said your name is on the door oh look one paragraph yeah me uh first of all good job on summing the shit up you kept it to one paragraph and i do appreciate that the other comment was so long and it was after so many other comments yeah we were and tired your comment was full of fucking attitude like don't try to play the victim now that's kind of like can can we can we pretend that can we stop pretending like you you playing the the victim on this joint like be be for real be honest with yourself and then come at it and no i'm not telling you suck my dick Mm-mm. no i'm not telling you don't write the show anymore the poll wasn't about the fashion show the poll was is northwest a baby so we're talking about keeping our facts straight let's keep our facts straight what you wrote last week was 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 a kind of personal attack on us with I think you guys are guilty of what you accuse K-Dot complainers of in the other show. You're mixing all the complaints together of many different types of people so you can say that all of the thoughts out there are irrelevant or just being extra. I love y'all, but that struck me as you continue your discussion. I get that people said different things about the same situation, but lumping them together doesn't always make sense. You've done it on a few topics. Again, love you both. Just something I noticed. And my point was, after this is the 11th comment on this if i sent you 11 different comments you're going to start to be like i'm noticing patterns these are the things i'm wondering i think it's deeper than just your comment that other person's comment that i'm you know i'm not going to each person's house and we're not going to sit down and have a talk about it i'm giving you my overall synopsis of the topic as people bring in other discussion points and yes your discussion points might remind me of someone else's discussion points that's called, you know, that's just how, um, my, people's brains work. Like, uh, the point isn't that be like, well, you said this. No, we're saying this attitude can, like, when you say, uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't bring your baby out the house. We're saying with the attitude of a baby might cry and not stop. And maybe you don't have a toy. Maybe you do. And we're saying, well, hey, you don't need, might necessarily need a toy. You know, maybe. You know, it might be okay for just to, maybe they want their baby to cry sometimes and understand that no one's going to entertain you. There's not going to be a toy. You're in public. You get to crying out and then we continue to maybe you're te- tired. Maybe you're teething. I don't know, but we continue to live through this, this moment. It'll be okay. That might be their style of parenting for all we all know. Right. Everybody parents differently. The point being your nobody brought a toy thing reminds me of the people on the airplane that see a baby and go, I hate this fucking baby is crying and I hate their parents because they, you know, they can't stop the baby from crying. And, I, and it made me think of that. So, yes, some stuff might get conflated, but that's because what we do is very fucking difficult. Um, and we have a bunch of different people bringing up different shit. Like in this case, you're talking on a poll. It ain't even about Northwest. You know what I mean? Like, like you and the last person both kind of went left with this. Have you made Daddy a sandwich seat down the bowl? I don't even know. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you make a mistake? I hope you did. I don't know. You might not have. Now look, right you in. Said, Fuck you and that babe crying baby in that sandwich. Right in next week to the poll for the day, which probably won't have nothing to do with making daddy a sandwich. Let us know if you made daddy a sandwich. I guess this is gonna be our thing, or you just gonna be a little bit behind. And that's cool, see Donna Bozeman. But no, you may not suck my dick, and you may not stop listening to the show. No, I, I forbid it. This is a relationship now. <laughs> Y'all go together. You been writing in. I've been responding. We gonna we go together. We I don't even know. Thing going. I don't even know your gender. It, see Donna it, Bozeman. It, it, it don't even matter. For all I know, see Donna Bozeman could be a dude. This is the kind of song to make a man love a man then, I guess. Cabadonna says, if by daddy you mean non-cooking wifey and stuck-up cat, then in my roof... Oh, by the way, uh, one more thing I want to clarify. All that anger wasn't directed at you. Oh, no, no. I think, yeah, you I, you think that we were bitten yeah. at you, but it was just a collective yeah. of reading the same dumb, ignorant-ass statements throughout that whole poll. It just right. begins to just mentally weigh you down. That's all, sweetie. Yeah. It wasn't a personal attack against you. Right. I don't even know anything about... I don't know if you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know anything about you, see, down above Right. You. So... Um, Cavadonna says, if by daddy you mean non-cooking wifey and stuck-up cat, then in my RuPaul voice, yes, honey, I work that grill all the time for daddy. <laughs> if, if you mean my actual father, hells no. That old ninja nearly burst the coronary when I took him to my favorite macrobiotic restaurant in L.A. My kale salad and tofu steaks gives Capacinia a stroke in disgust uh, in disgust oh lord if it weren't for cholesterol and being 70 he'd only eat baked beans and whoppers steak black y'all Capo. <laughs> Ter- teresa says i have to make daddy a sandwich because otherwise he'd eat nothing other than mayonnaise or butter or insert disgusting by itself condiment with cheese maybe if it's not hidden aka not in front of his face guess the race <laughs> <laughs> she put guess the race then uh, K-, K Dollar says, see Downer, let it go. Take that L and keep it moving. Not worth how mad you got. Now on to the poll. I never have because I'm a straight male and didn't have my father in the house, so it doesn't apply in either st- instance. Or does it, KJ Dollar? Maybe you, daddy, and you make yourself a sandwich. Did I just blow your mind? Mm. Mm, you can, now everybody gonna be in their kitchen making themselves. I'm making daddy a sandwich. sandwich. Right. Making myself a sandwich. Making daddy sandwich. Making daddy sandwiches. Make a daddy sandwich. Uh, all right. Uh, we had episode 893, Robo Cradle 3000. Where we talked about Black Spider-Man, Bobby Brown, uh, you know, the, the daughter of Whitney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don, and, and, and of course, Bobby. Um, Don Lemon, uh, cursing on the air, the Kardashians, a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple comments. Prince Laurent says, do you guys remember that what Monique said after winning her NAACP image award? I have provided the quote just in case. It's unfair when we look, when we overlook ours and we put all of this on the Oscar. Monique told Martin, we jumped for joy to say another one of us got it, but I don't remember the phone calls I received when I got nominated for the image award. I don't remember the big powerhouse black folks calling me up and saying, baby, you got the image award. Now that I got, now when I got the Oscar award, that nomination, I got calls from everybody. The actress went on to say that with that in mind, she hopes that black entertainers are beginning to shift their thinking to value recognitions like the image award on par with mainstream awards. The moment we begin to understand what we mean to us, we get better, she said. 
um that prince Laurent says this may be also be why the the hollywood that hollywood is not rocking with her right now she didn't put the oscar win on a pedestal like she was supposed to yo that's deep and that could i could see that right they don't play them games because that is like it's so prestige yeah so prestigious and that's one of the things that i you know we've said on the show before was you know this idea that bt awards are some type of thing for black people to look down on and white people to look down on and you know we always kind of get a little bit upset by that because it's like so because it's black it's not it's not as good good. right like we're just gonna go to the default of just uh taking the hatred that society has towards us sometimes and internalizing it and and accepting it and then operating like that is the default like it you know it makes me feel bad when i hear people say that when people call bt awards ghetto or mm-hmm. whatever i'm always like man like why are we accepting of this bullshit we of all people know that you know the people at bt that are in charge of putting this event together booking all this stuff they, they do a, prof- a professional job as they, as they can do right and, they and care. then they and then they care about this culture they care about the people that are there they and then you get people that basically just roast the fucking award every year or they used to um it you know it's a little bit less now but you know they're just on some like oh god bt the worst channel on television and i'm like i need y'all to stop because honestly that's y'all's respectability politics in a lot of ways yes it is because bt is like the only channel that'll put certain shit on that that is for and by black folks so you know we got to stop doing it to ourselves man like we can't we can't use that type of measurement and so for her to basically espouse just that like hey what's wrong with black uh pride basically right y'all didn't call me y'all didn't y'all y'all didn't give a fuck about these other awards i was winning yeah and and what's funny is i do remember seeing an article that said something like lee daniels was saying that um monique did this to herself because of reverse racism um you read that on the show huh you read that on the show didn't you no no he the first quote, quote i read from him was um she was um uh the black ball thing right and that she had high demands um uh, but then there was uh something where he said oh man i, I thought i had saved this article yeah he says monique got herself blackballed with reverse racism oh uh one that is not a thing there's no fucking such thing as reverse racism i hate when people use that term um but yeah he sat down with don lemon everybody's you know everybody's favorite and discussed recent claims by actress monique that she's been blackballed in hollywood in an essay for the hollywood reporter she said she didn't play the game um and that's why she got uh got you know that happened to her in his interview with lemon daniels claimed that monique was blackballed because of reverse racism she was making unreasonable demands and she wasn't thinking this was when reverse racism was happening i think i told her you have to thank the producers of the film you have to thank the studios i think she didn't understand that and i said people aren't going to respond well if you don't this is not just show it's show business he told lemon and you got to play ball and you can't scream. I don't like calling the race car. I don't believe in it. If I buy into it, it becomes real. If I knew that what I knew when I was 21, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Some people calling that, call that selling out, Lemon noted. 
well i guess i'm gonna sell out daniel's responding but i'm not going to not work and i'm not going to not tell my truth and i'm not going to call people out on their bull so whatever that means sell out i see you in theaters reverse racism though yes you play the game in hollywood but what does reverse racism have to do with this something tells oh this is not hit the quote anymore something tells me daniels doesn't know his words or terms yeah yeah so yeah i don't know i don't see how it makes her racist to not give credit to the academy but if if it if it does then i think that tells you how white the academy is if mm-hmm. lee daniel feels that not giving the academy and producers all these people enough credit means you will be blackballed for being a reverse racist uh which i'm I'm assuming in this term would be black person that's racist against white people correct that tells you how white the academy is like correct and that goes you know? that goes to tell you that it's almost we made you like if you don't acknowledge that we made you right not you made yourself not you worked hard you did what you were supposed to if you don't acknowledge all these white folks that put you to where you was is a problem yeah it's like you're not just rejecting the oscars you're not just rejecting uh the producers of this in the studios you're rejecting whiteness right and especially by embracing the black award oh yeah mm, i can see it Capadonna says i'm all for miles morales but i'm a bigger supporter of miguel o'hara aka spider-man 2099 getting that green light that Who was did- that? uh spider-man 2099 is like spider-man from the future currently his storyline is that he got trapped from the trapped in the current so he you know his past our current he's like trapped in 2015 mm-hmm. and dealing with shit um uh, but he's uh spider-man from the future basically um and he has some cool powers and shit but honestly as a ca- full fleshed out character he doesn't have much pathos and i think that's marvel's fault in my opinion they need to do more with him as a character to justify him be as a before he can be a movie option because this guy wants him to be in the movie miles morales is a character they've written completely with heart family background moral struggles all this shit and um you know being a kid in school now part of that is because he's so similar to peter in many ways which Mm -hmm. you know but miguel o'hara doesn't really even have an origin story like it's just i don't think that i don't think he has they haven't told no story yet i don't yeah he doesn't have the cachet to pull it off not that not that i'm against it just they need to start writing better books for him that we can come back and be like yo like what is the great spider-man 29 2099 story like what is the great moment like what is the what do we need to see captured on film that that makes sense by the way in this universe what what would you pull from the comics to do that and if not then you're just pulling maybe you just want to see miguel o'hara for uh o'hara for just posterity's sake you know what i mean which i mean if that's what you want i'm not you know i'm not against it but i would personally i personally think uh miles morales is a better character and a better story um as of right now um and also man end of the day like miguel o'hara looks white like he looked like a white dude like you're not gonna get very much um that i think yeah people want to see something different on the screen right. and i'm putting this i'm putting a picture of him from the comics in uh in the chat so everybody can see what he looks like 
people want to see something different on the screen, man. And not him. You know, no different than Peter Parker. Yeah. So it's kind of like we just the uh, people for the people that want to see a Miles Morales, which could be played by a young Latino kid, young black kid, Puerto Rican, whatever. Right. That that want to see that those people are probably will not be satisfied at just being like, here's Miguel O'Hara. Right. They're gonna <clears> be like, nope. Yeah, he says that dude was cutting people's throats. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess now the movie's gonna be R rated R or something. Also, S Man, true fans do not call him Spidey, uh, was a grown ass man when he got his spider powers, so we can get a little more realism. Also, when you take on a cult dedicated to Thor and the President of the United States, aka Doctor Doom, you sold me on the crazy, but that's just me. Yeah, movie wise that doesn't make sense. They don't have the rights to Doctor Doom. Um, and, and the stuff that would have to take, the stuff that would have to change in the Marvel storyline to fit in Miguel, I just don't think what happened in the movies. Although, like I said, I like the character more for the zany, crazy adventures that he goes on in the comics, but, uh, I don't know. He just never really had the heart of the other characters, in my opinion. Uh, Miles has more heart and so does Peter. Uh, see the key to a lot of this stuff with the spider-man characters you have to spend a lot of time making them suffer and that's the difference like miguel doesn't suffer as much i think at least that's my connection peter suffers peter's entire arc is about loss it's about what he can never have because of his original sin of hubris of not saving uncle ben he'll never let himself have because you know whether it's love whether it's like the only thing he really has is his aunt may um and he didn't even, he didn't have mary jane anymore which is it's, don't even get me started on that bullshit but <laughs> you know like so i don't think that the pathos is there for miguel he kind of lost out by going back to the past but now his whole i'm going back to the past to make sure that the future it's safe. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't ring, resonate with me. Um, and then, of course, Miles Morales, spoiler alert, if you never read this, I mean, he loses his mom to Venom. His father abandons him for a period of time. Um, like, his girlfriend and her fucking parents are in Hydra. Like, you know, it's, like... It's a lot of shit happening. Yeah, right? he loses basically his childhood and his innocence behind, you know, powers that he didn't want. Loses his uncle. Like, you know, who turned, who was, was a villain. Like, this motherfucker has a fucked up life. And that is what you need to make a good Spider-Man story for me. Um, other people might not, they might just more like the shiny suits and the powers. But for me personally, man, the thing that makes me connect that character is when you just see them losing so much and never giving up. Right. <laughs> and that's one of like the strength and character and, and like you say, coming back no matter what and finding strength in other things that actually propel them forward to do whatever it is that they need to accomplish and the biggest thing is that i think for a lot of people they just want the diversity and they feel like that character right there wouldn't would not be diverse. like the people who want miles would be like nope to all that they were like nope i want something besides a white male yeah man i feel like that just got way too nerdy for everybody that's doesn't listen to the nerd off sorry guys <laughs> right <clears throat> as for monique not getting that post oscar shine that sucks but if she's not willing to play by Hollywood's rules, then but wants Hollywood's money, that's the breaks. But Prince Laurent has a point. Because Monique gave her more shine to the Image Award than her Oscar, 
that might be why hollywood is passing up on her also from what i heard she has her husband a little too close to the business side sorry homie but keep your family out of your professional life unless you unless they're in the same lane as you or you're starting a business together cousin ray ray managing church's chicken doesn't qualify him to negotiate your next movie deal yeah i don't i don't know man seems like it's a a bunch of problems and everybody's kind of pointing them out correct are you okay with a non-black person winning mr and mrs hbcu 83 percent of our audience says yes it's fine 17 percent of our audience says no i don't like that shit (laughs) (laughs) well we got we got some comments Uh, dr james david manning (laughs) he found us uh writes in the white man has to get everything first they win mr hbcu then they want semen in our lattes this is all ellen james white's fault had he not married that white woman with this show this week in blackness our hbcus wouldn't be overrun by sodomites sorry i got a bit of a cold natasha p says i can't celebrate when black latino or lgbt folks win mainstream crowns and then turn around and hate when students at hbcu elect non-black beauty queens yeah 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 i agree um can't i like i don't i don't understand how we're okay with well look at this non-traditional thing this ground being broken whoa 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 not the black ground whoa 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 now you're taking our shit now you know what's gonna be next oh a gay black person won hbcu or like come on man right in the same way you trip out about this is the same way the same thing you get angry about white folks when you start talking about them they're like oh, oh, oh don't take my shit this is, you reacting you responding literally the same way but you don't see it because you feel like because we're quote unquote the group that's beneath it nothing is supposed to be taking away from us like nothing is supposed to be groundbreaking on our side we're supposed to constantly do the groundbreaking and that's not a fact and if anything else it shows how inclusionary our society can be like how you know you would expect all this people had, you people just had this idea that hbcu is all about like anti-whiteness and it's just not it's no, not it's not anti-anything no, it's, it's just not. a university that's it students vote for how they feel and if anything it's just how open-minded people were to be like yo why not Correct. you know she did the things that exemplify miss whatever uh the casey stork says as long as she has a fat ass and can roll the weed why the fuck not Cavadonna says if a non-black person wins homecoming at an HBCU, I don't think it means that Howard Law School will, will be gentrified. Settle down, Negroes. You're <laughs> A, fine, and B, paying that tuition. It, does, it shouldn't matter. This woman won the homecoming title at her college. She wasn't coronated Sheena, queen of the Negroes. Prince Ron says, without question, black people have always been the most accepting group in America, and I do not want that to change. I have been seeing a trend of certain black people becoming more militant, and they need to calm the fuck down. I thought I, I thought our goal was not to be like quote unquote them. Right. We have always been better than that, and I hope it continues. I have yet to read a think piece about a white student discussing the horrible things that happened to them because they attended an HBCU. I know. Quiet as kept. People don't talk about that shit, but Mm-mm. so I mean, you look at the um, percentages uh, of enrollment. There's a lot of white people going to HBCUs. In some places, black is the minor is a minority group at an HBCU, but you don't see the the hate crime, the othering, the mm-hmm. all this shit. Like you don't have these horror stories of 
you know, then they paint that honky all on the wall and they, you know, chase my family away with for homecoming. Like you just don't have that. And I think that's because, you know, in general, I'm not, I'm sure anecdotally there has to be at least a couple of hard stories, but I'm just saying nice. in general, we're very accepting people, man. So we have no choice but to be because we've always <clears throat> been kicked out of every fucking group. Yep. Episode 894, hashtag Oscar So Racist, where we were joined by, uh, Stereo Williams, who a lot of people loved as a guest. A lot of people enjoyed our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had one comment. Oscars, ha- Jay Wall says, Oscars has a race problem, but you can't start at the Oscars. It is only indicative of Hollywood in general. Film, films, actors, or artists can't get nominated if there are no wide range of films to choose from. More minority, minority artists, more minority actors, and non-race specific roles. Selma's a good, Selma a good film, well directed. But what else? Also, where are all the Asian American talent? Anyway, it's a big problem that you have to start before the award no- award nominations. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not saying diversity shouldn't be tackled in every single area, but one, it's kind of a false ultimatum of an either or problem. Two, there were movies that deserved to be nominated that had black people in them. If those movies don't get nominated, if those directors don't get nominated, I think you can start at the Oscars. Because the movies are out there. Right. They're just not being nominated and not being picked. Because the, at the root of the problem is the people, the selection committee, the voters. Like, that's the root cause of the problem, not the diversity. Because, like you said, the diversity is out there, but we are not the one. People of color, brown people, are not the ones choosing, picking, deciding what's, what's there and what's not there. They're not, we're not in this decision-making process. So if you're not in the decision-making process, a lot of times no diversity becomes, a lot of times by default, or if it does come, it's just so we can get y'all to shut the fuck up because we don't want you goddamn complaining. Yeah, when Beyond the Lights came out, it didn't get nominated for anything, you know? Like, um, yet you look at critics' reviews and it's very highly scored. So, yeah, I don't think it's very, um, I don't think it's an either or, man. I think we need diversity on every single level. Uh, we need initiatives from the ground up, from internships all the way to the studio execs, all the way to the people who vote for the Oscars. But, you know, Hollywood, and I, and I agree, Hollywood does have a race and diversity problem. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think you can start, I think people have started before the awards and there's initiatives there. And I think, we still get to call out the people at the awards for not, you know, rewarding uh, good, diverse talent. Mm-hmm. The poll was, are people being too hard on Sean Penn and Patricia Arquette? Yes, no, or I don't care. Yes, 12% say they're being too hard on them. No, 63% say no, they're not being too hard on them. And 25% of people just don't really care. We got some comments on this. Um, and I think we had, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had some comments on this. It was a lot of them. Jim says, I really enjoyed the discussion you all had around the comments made by our cat and pen. I think the pushback and criticism on what they both said is warranted. Given all that is happening in this country, especially as it relates to immigration, racism, and bigotry, there is no better time to confront and educate people about the ignorant and sensitive things they say. These are two celebrities who have used their platforms to shed light on various issues and can benefit from being receptive about being told where they went left. Teresa says, with Sean Penn, the fact that he's friends with Alejandro 
gonzalez inaratu i mean inaritu uh does not negate that he made a comment in public that can be seen as insensitive at best slash racist at worst the public does not have a clue nor should they about their personal relationship yeah they joke like that together fine but putting that out for public consumption was stupid now sean's stupid comment is overshadowing alejandro's uh achievement how good of a friend are you that making an insensitive inside joke was more important than celebrating your supposed friend i agree Teresa. um I, I think that people have tried to use that as a defense, but it's like this. Say I have a friend, white dude, between me and him, we make jokes about race sometimes, right? Uh, now we're in a public setting, and uh, this is a work-related event because this is their jobs, this is their industry. Right. And I get, you know, he's introducing me or whatever. He's presenting an award to me, and within that he's like, uh, come on up, uh you know uh my homie or something you know something like that or like um maybe a joke from guess the race or something like that in the chat room yeah i even if i'm cool with it if the if the public uh that we're presenting this to and part of the message of what we're doing is to inspire these other people and let people know that hey you can be here one day too what i don't want is the message to be and we will point out that you're not white you know right uh, and i don't think it makes sean penn uh, evil he's not isis he's not oh, a no. terrible person Mm-mm. so before you start talking about think pieces and outrage machines and all this shit it, it, this shit ain't that important to me but it doesn't mean that i don't get to call it out and be like yeah that was wrong uh i think a lot of people are going to that level now where it's like you can't even say anything was wrong uh at all or else, yeah. or else they can they try to elevate it to you're just getting clicks and acting crazy. It's like, or maybe I just thought the guy was wrong. The end. I'm actually okay with just going. Yeah, that was fucked up. The end. And moving on. No one's boycotting these people's movies. No one's mm-hmm. going to find them. Probably go see one next week. Yeah. yeah. The arcade fiasco has been completely overblown by a white feminist TM. All all I saw was LBGTQ and POK and POC people of color saying that uh saying was basically hey patty when you said what you said backstage it's time for all the gay people and people of color uh that we've all fought for to fight for us now it sounds like you are separating lgbtq women and women of color from your women and acting as if they have not been fighting on this issue too be mindful of this in the future otherwise it's great that you use your platform to bring attention to this issue don't get me started on sandler she's acting like a victim it sounds like she's lost every nut off her tree uh she's talking about nicole sandler oh, we yeah. talked about them nuts later in the week yeah cavadonna with a long post here we go i sat through the entire three hours of that cure for insomnia called the oscars and came away with a few things based upon social media one patricia arcade is a miss and from gone with the wind because she made a very bungled statement on the intersectionality of liberals causes and didn't apologize two sean penn a guy who is buddy-buddy with the late Hugo Chavez and champions of all things of left of center is a race-baiting xenophobe because he made a really bad joke poking fun at not Latinos but racist hillbillies who don't like Latinos and don't support immigrant rights. Three, Neil Patrick Harris somehow is weak-willed satirist, wait, status, who supports pernicious Obama spine and brown apparatus because he made a bad joke about the fact that no, there weren't cops awaiting the crew of Citizen Four outside the chinese theater 
I don't even know that joke. I wish actors would just stick to thanking their mom or their spouse and or their dog instead of trying to say something edgy and or profound. I'm in the minority. Hell, I knew I would be on this poll, but screw it. What Patricia Arquette said was bad, but not the end of the universe. And many black people are sometimes way too up in their feelings looking to be offended 24-7. See, but see, this is what I was talking about. Who are these people? Who are the people that are trying to take Patricia Arquette down? Or, or is there something? No one's trying to strip her for her Oscar. No one's trying to start something where we're boycotting her movies. No one, like people just said the same thing you said, which is it was bad. And then the pushback from that has been, why are you attacking Patricia Arquette? No, that, that, you know, um, I haven't even seen the people saw, where you're going, uh, Sean Penn is a race baiting xenophobe. I haven't even seen that. I have people being like, that's, that was inappropriate. Even with a friend in a public setting, that's not where you do that joke. But it's like, in order to, it's almost like there's a straw man argument being created of, all these angry people out here, these angry, bad black people that are somehow just so livid about Sean Penn and, Pat, and Patricia Arquette. And, and I, I haven't seen them. Maybe you guys know different than me. Like maybe, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, the purveyor of everything on the internet. Maybe there's a other podcast or something. Maybe I just haven't heard them yet, but I've listened to Twib. I've listened to, um, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to other people talk about, it. I just haven't had this, you know, e, you know, I listen, even JL Covain pretty much just defended him. Um, like I just haven't seen, like, I kind of need y'all to show your work on this. Show me the people that I, like, even the, the, the stuff for Patricia Arquette, the title would be like her intersectional fail. And then in the title, and then in the article, it'll say she did a good job. Her speech up front was great. This is the one thing she fucked up, and people have been fucking this up, and this is a history lesson on it. So I I don't know, man. I feel like maybe because I don't know why. I don't know why people feel like these people are being attacked in some level that is, like, above board. Like, you know, on Twitter, I get called nigger pretty much every day, right? Um i i just block it and delete it um i've just kind of become used to it yep i'm gonna be called nigga today cool you know i said a joke about spades today on twitter i think i said if house of cards was a show about 13 hour spades game in a black family it would have just as much betrayal ruthlessness and murder uh immediately got called nigger coon all this shit right now that's an attack in my opinion but i was like whatever get the fuck over it if someone were to write, um, you know, an article or something that said, like, you know, what Rod gets wrong about black families, not all black families play space, I wouldn't be like, I I got attacked. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people are just going, well, you guys are going all in on this person. I don't see the outrage. I see a lot of I see a lot of anger in the discussion around it when people try to drum up the the false narrative of everyone being upset it's that thing where you keep going so you mad you mad it's like no i'm not, I'm not mad you mad no i'm not mad you mad ain't you you mad and then eventually you're just like well now i'm getting kind of fucking upset because you want you're not listening to me keep telling me i'm mad when i say i'm not you mad that's because you mad right like i feel like that's what's happening with a lot of this stuff is that people went 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Patricia Arquette, like Sean Penn. But, uh, yeah, they fucked up a little bit. And then people went, you can't say they fucked up at all. At least they care. You know, and then, and then people went, oh, nah, you can kind of say it. And the, and it kept going back and the vitriol eventually rose. That and also I think too that for a lot of people might feel indifferent about everything that happened. But for a lot of people, anytime a group of people gets mad, uh, in general, but specifically whenever black people voice their anger, uh, people just feel like y'all just, y'all anger is never valid. You, right. you getting upset and you voicing your opinion about anything is always from a very ignorant place when they might be valid. And it's just one of those things where a lot of times, I'll, and I'm not saying that. Well, what's crazy is that, like, Cabadonna says they, they agree that those things were bad. Yeah. And that's but then what it's a, like, lot, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. And then it's like Patricia Arquette is Miss Anne from Gone with the Wind because she made a, like, even if someone called her Miss Anne, which would probably be as a joke, probably be an overstatement of purpose. Right. But. I don't think people really are like Patricia Arquette is a racist piece of shit. And she needs to Sean burn, Penn is yeah. a racist. You know, like I said, Sean Penn did a lot of positive things. Went down to New Orleans. Went down to Haiti. He beat up Madonna. These are positive <laughs> ah! things that people have decided to let me, him be okay with. So I, I don't, you know, I don't know. All right. So he's, so Capadonna goes on to say, um, <clears throat> Uh, people are sometimes way up in, in the field looking to be offended 24-7 I, I, no I, I think what they said was slightly offensive cause now we gotta go to this other thing where it's like you can't say shit then right so is the other answer just that when people fuck up you can't say, say shit nothing. cause I feel like both Sean Penn and Patricia Arquette could have both first of all Sean Penn ended his by not responding at all message uh, and Patricia Arquette could have ended it by being like, one, not responding at all, or B, my bad. That would have been in. Let's state up front that Patricia Arquette could have said, my, my bad, and moved on. Yep, there you go. Her comments were completely ahistorical, but they were said in the heat of the moment. She doubled down and brought this hammer of stupid upon herself. But unfortunately, I don't think that an apology would have solved the problem with many activists and writers on social media. Yeah, but if... Okay, let's say that that's, that's what happened, right? In this alternate reality that, that, you know, we just created. Well, she did say my bad and people continued to go in on her. Some people did. One, I think the, the, that list of people that continue to go in on her, much smaller than the majority of people that it is now, right? Correct. I, I agree. Two, we would all start to judge them. Like, okay, let it go. She apologized. Cause that's what we do. Like, I would. at one point, at some point, we'd be like, yeah, you gotta let that shit go. Like that, that's how it happens. You know, it's normally when you double down that you, it's, I would even go to, um, so far to say Patricia Arquette didn't really start catching that much heat until she doubled down. Right. Which, which kind of goes like the, I think you have to, you have to go through the whole process. You can't just skip around. It was, she said some weird statements. People went, that was a little weird. All right. And that's not, and also not true. And then people went, Hey, you shut the fuck up. You don't talk about Patricia Arquette. And people defending her. Right. right. And then people went, no, fuck you. This is the problem with white feminism. And then, by the way, this ain't been about Patricia since, right? Mm -mm. Then she hopped back in and was like, I'm doubling down. I said it how I meant to say it. And fuck you if you don't understand. And painted it as an ultimatum of either black and gay and not fighting for women's rights or your 
fighting for women's rights that's it right and it was like okay so now she's doubling down with the false ultimatum now people are finally going yo man fuck patricia arquette you know um and i think that they're justified in doing so yes they are and if she would have said my bad at any point it would have went to oh my bad well patricia arquette is cool it's not about her anyway but a lot of white feminists that identify with her that have been my behind the marginalization of black women and uh you know the ultimately the betrayal of black women and my, women of color when it comes down to equal rights and shit i feel like that fight will still go on and it will always go on until you know people get some sort of level of equality or trust there but uh anyway um i don't i don't think that uh since she did not say my bad i feel like she made it worse uh, but unfortunately, I don't think an apology would have solved with many activists. Okay, once she said those comments, I knew black Twitter and some professional activists were going to verbally beat this woman down until she personally apologized on the Melissa Harris Perry show. Saying, and then put two stars and said, no, I was joking about our cat MHP thing, though, to be honest, won't be a surprise if Dr. Perry does a Dear Patty uh, letter at the start of the show. Okay. Um same goes for Sean Penn in that green card bit. I got it was a bad joke, but I knew full well it was a joke. Yeah, I think everybody knows it was a joke, but people could go, there's a time for joking and there's a time for not. This was not the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that people need to stop pulling the okie doke with the Oscars, okay? Because And, and actors as well. When they want to be these brilliant people that use the platform to espouse higher values, we're all clapping behind them. But when they fuck up on that same stage, we're supposed to go, well, they're just actors. What the fuck do you expect? Well, well, he told a bad joke. I mean, come on, man. Who hasn't told a bad joke? You know? Also, surprised to hear any comedian defend that shit, by the way, because you're disrespecting what you do for a living. You know? They should have hired a comic if they wanted to fucking have jokes on stage told correctly and get the audience to laugh correct that's half the problem with comedy right now is anybody thinks they can fucking do it right or anybody think they can have other people comedy comedians write shit for them and yeah. them deliver it and they're not a comedian and they don't deliver it well right um uh, number two um it you can't say like i said or back to my original thing you can't say hey we're giving this to a latino man because he earned it and it also because it proves that all the little Latino kids, all the people of any immigration status, that you can also be accepted here. That you and your work will be recognized here. But also, let's do a really crass joke about your race. You you don't see any problem with that? You don't see how that how that's kind of hypocritical? I feel like it's hypocritical, to be honest. And I think the Oscars toes that line a lot of times with people or just white society in general with our awards kind of toes that line but if it would have like i said if it, it, it i'm always default if this would have been a jewish person you know what i mean if this would have even been a black person and you made a joke about who let this dude out of the ghetto y'all would be fucking upset y'all would be like i don't give a fuck if they're best friends i don't give a fuck if they're blood brothers you don't make that joke and they demand that he apologize. Like, it would have been a whole nother thing. Yeah, don't give a fuck if you sucked everybody in Haiti's dick. You don't get to make that joke. It's not proper. It's not the right time. 
uh anyway but don't tell me don't tell some 22 year old young dreamer blogging about immigration issues on salon that it was a joke i i don't yeah i don't think anybody's like once again it's, you're framing a straw man people know that it was a joke you know they just think it was inappropriate and maybe the timing of it makes it uh, even worse like you said it's a bad joke this is one of the problems of not respecting comedy by the way you make a bad joke and then you don't want to pay the price for a bad joke which is negative audience response ask any fucking comedian that's ever bombed any of them they'll tell you they'll tell you it takes some fucking craft to the shit this is suey park all over again liberals nitpicking for outrage instead of realizing what the bigger issues are i, I think it's different than suey park man Me no too. one's trying to make a name out of this suey mm-hmm. park at one point even said i i i did this on purpose because uh i was uh, I forget what the exact word she was, but it was like a big prank to her. Like, ha, 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 look what I did, you know? And I think that's different than this. I think people are legitimately upset. Liberals nitpicking for outrage instead of re- realizing what the bigger issues are. The main difference, Stephen Colbert is actually funny. These actors generally are not. I know I'm probably going to get picked apart. Well, that's okay. I mean, you picked what, what, what the criticism apart. And I think you wrote in knowing that we would probably disagree and at least offer counter opinions. No one's... Mm-hmm calling you stupid or anything just we just disagree but that's okay it's just my opinion i can deal with the debate the ideas spark discussion to summarize i only have so much outrage to go around for the record you listen to our show all week i wouldn't call what we feel about patricia arquette or sean penn outrage i feel like this is just conversation i feel like because it's somebody's favorites just criticizing them at all turns into well, now you're outraged. Now, for a lot of people, yes. Yeah, now you're attacking. Now you're doing this. You're trying to get clicks. No, we think they fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's okay to think someone fucked up. You know, I, I don't understand why. I, I just don't understand why it has to come to that. Um, uh, you know, like to me, it just seems more common sense than anything. I don't really approach anything with the idea of, you know. Oh, how can we get some clicks and make a name off of this? You know, that being said, for the record, um, if, if I thought they, if I thought that it was just fake outrage and shit, uh, cause we've seen cases of that, you know, we will say it on the show if we really did see it that way. Right. I just don't think that's it this time. I really think they fucked up, man. You know, part of this is also the problem. What happens when you do get a little too comfortable not having minorities around, not having people of color around, not having, uh, not, you know, when you just get a little too comfortable in your own circle and you just say some shit where it's like, you, know, you didn't think about that because you've never had anyone challenge you on that before. Anyway, just, uh, so, uh, goes on to say, Patricia Arquette screwed up, screwing up boilerplate liberalism on Oscar night doesn't reach indignation levels for me. All right. I'm not telling anyone to be indignant and I don't feel that like I'm being indignant at all. You listen to the show all week. No one's called her Missy Ann. No one's called Sean Penn a xenophobic racist. Um, so I don't know if there's people out there that are doing that. Um, we haven't given them any shine and we haven't agreed with any of that. So I can really only maintain, um, the opinion that I have, which is that they both fucked up. You know, it's up to you to decide what to do with that, but they fucked up. I'm not going to not say they fucked up because uh, because i don't think they're a bad person people fuck up uh the only person i stand for like that is kobe and obama you know other than that i'm not standing for nobody yeah and the president still owe me my death panel so i guess it's not even true for obama 
Prince Laurent says grapes from the finest vineyard in Chile to Sean Penn. <laughs> oh Lord, Chili grapes. I remember a few years ago he got mad as shit when Chris Rock made a joke about Jude Law cheating on his wife. I guess Sean Penn is all about these jokes now. Yep, that's always funny too. I, like one of the things that's been funny is watching people who typically hate Sean Penn defend Sean Penn. Mm. Wonder why, but but he ain't wrong, right? You know what I mean? But it's just oh, a joke. All of a sudden you got Rush Limbaugh saying how much he fucking. You know, Sean Penn's getting to being the victim here. Like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, the time that he'd have been bashing that dude. Right, y'all and y'all and Rush chilling together. Y'all cool. I remember a few years ago he got yeah. So yeah, because uh, people used to say uh, Sean Penn was an outraged, junkie, fake liberal, blah 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 blah. But to answer your poll, no people are not being too hard on them. You are taking a risk whenever you try to make a risque joke or a political statement. Yeah, I feel like, but I, let me just say this though. I feel like going too hard, for example, cause let me give an example of what I think going too hard would be. If all of a sudden there was a petition to not have his movie, The Gunman, released, I'd be like, those people are going too hard. Cause he has a movie coming out, y'all. And if, if there was a petition like, yo, um, he's about to be on such as Conan tonight, let's go stand outside of 30 Rock with fucking signs. And let people know, I would be like, yeah, they went too far. Cause it wasn't that kind of fuck up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If it was, um, I don't know, let's hold a die in at his theater or something. Like, I, I, I could understand, you know, if, oh, Patricia Arquette has a movie coming out and we're going to do a die in on the red carpet. I'd be like, okay, that's probably too far. Like, it wasn't, she fucked up, but it wasn't like that. You know, I could get, you know what I'm saying? So I could, I, there's examples I have of going too far for Capadonna and people that do say people are going too far. I don't think a blog post saying you fucked up is going too far. No. And, and I, and by the way, I'm sure there are some people that are going too far. So obviously, you know. Yeah, there's always exception to these rules. Yeah, it's not, it depends on what you want to pay attention to. Cause I'm sure there's some people that, like you said, there's gotta be somebody out there that is like you. Coon Kendrick, you know, uh, Patty Arquette, Miss Ann. I'm sure there's some people like that saying that. But like I said, one, I'd be surprised if a lot of them weren't just kind of joking and using hyperbole on purpose. But then two, if they were using it seriously, I would tell you I don't really agree with those people. They probably took it too far. True. Let's see. But to answer your poll, no people are not being too hard on them. You are taking a risk. Okay. Uh, when you fuck up, you get roasted, and then people move on. If you try to fight back, you you get fried. That's the way it's always worked. Exactly. Yep. This kind of reminds me of the story you did later this week about people fucking up when they and then claiming to be victims. Telling a joke doesn't give you immunity from criticism. If I was a Latino, am I supposed to just say, uh, I guess Sean Penn missed the mark? No, I'll be like, fuck that nigga. And Patricia Arquette's statement displayed a way of thinking that's problematic and need to be discussed. Correct. Yeah, that's what I said, man. For a second, just if if you are disagreeing with us, can you just really take a second and think about if he would have said Lee Daniels or was the best director, and he and he said, "Who let this dude out of the ghetto?" Y'all y'all really would just be like, eh, just two friends joking. No, really. No. I mean, maybe you would, and maybe I'm crazy, and maybe 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 I'm tripping, and 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 maybe that is exactly how people feel. And I'm just completely over, I'm, I'm overestimating how people feel about race, but 
I feel like a lot of black people would be legitimately disgusted at that, that, at that statement at that time. And I would probably agree with them. You know, I would be like, yep, you can't make that joke. Sorry. It's just not the time. I don't give a fuck how cool you are and how nice of a friend you are. You're fucked up. Um, so he says, uh, um, also, can we stop using the term outrage as a way to disregard any position we don't agree with? Right. Yeah. I noticed that it's used more often when women, especially black women, try to discuss any issue. I've noticed that too. Listen to a lot of podcasts. It'd be the false outrage, you know, and I've stopped calling it. I've even stopped saying false outrage a lot of times because most time niggas really be pissed. Right. I just disagree with them, but they be mad. Right. And it, it, <laughs> and it don't be false. And yeah. just like when people were mad about Trayvon Martin, when people were mad about all these black people dying, people protesting, this quote unquote false outrage was the same thing that was used against you niggas for being mad. And you would say, fuck you. I'm really angry. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, so he says, I know. Yeah. Well, especially when black women try to discuss the issue. I'm tired of the false narrative of black people not discussing the big issues because they're too busy discussing insignificant ones. Does anyone remember what black Twitter was discussing right before Mike Brown was shot? No, because they stopped when the bigger news occurred. Yep. And probably $200 dates. Also, man, I'm tired of niggas acting like they disgusted black by black Twitter. I love it. Stop acting like you above it. You black and you tweet. You in it. Shut up. <laughs> Regardless of if you want to be or not. Yeah, shut up. Black Twitter was saying, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Um, <clears throat> man, my voice is gonna give out. Uh, like father, like daughter. This, uh, got some comments on this one. This one we had, uh, we talked about Girl Scout cookie portions, Taylor Swift, bunch of stuff. Um, Cabadonna says, poor Chris Brown. Doesn't he know Canadians have let random jigaboo, crim- have let j- random jigaboo criminals in that country since the Fugitive Slave Act? Hmm. Uh, someone didn't watch Book of Negroes. Oh, I guess haven't let him in. Oh, Cavadonna went on to say, I meant haven't. Jim says, one, one sleeve of Thin Mints is definitely one serving size. Quit your lies and hand-waving Girl Scouts of America. Also, do you guys think there's a possibility there's semen in these cookies? I mean, <laughs> semen? <clears throat> I mean, that's the only reasonable explanation as to why they're so damn addictive. Yeah, they might be homo demon cookies, man. Um, uh, Kyle says these incest alert stories, <laughs> incest alert, <laughs> these incest alert stories are interesting at all, but I prefer the baller alert stories. Seriously though, did you guys see how all the people who suffered from GSA had some other serious issues going on? Um, I don't know if they had serious issues going on or not. Um, I mean, you got to think about it this way. GSA starts with the abandonment of a child. So the father or mother leaves a child to be raised by someone else, which can be traumatic by itself for, you know, until they're an adult or well for a long time. Then they come back in their lives. So, yeah, I can see there's other issues there. But I think we become desirous for these people to have issues beyond this so that we can explain it like a like a math equation like well abandonment plus child molestation equal this it's kind of the same way that we do on porn no one can ever be a can do porn that we haven't decided has like we have to find a reason 
and then once we find that reason we go blank equals blank like oh this woman was raped therefore she does she becomes she she does porn but it's like looking at the numbers a lot of women get raped and sexually assaulted not all the motherfuckers become porn stars you know not like so I, i think um people just need a reason to like to 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 balance it out because it doesn't make sense to our brains that someone meets their father and goes i want to fuck him marry him and have kids with him it just never and it never will make sense regardless of you know what commonality we can find like oh they all took up golf at 13 like it's it's never gonna it's never we're never gonna have that commonality there um chris from hawaii says i laughed so hard during this episode when Rod uh, started trolling Karen about that father-daughter relationship, it was so, so damn funny. Is it just me? Uh, wait, is it just me, Karen, or is this kind of hot? Karen's response, a hey, no-nonsense. Mm. Nope, she was not having it, and Rod just kept it up. I ran that part back about three times. It was so funny. On a different note, in one of last week's shows, you mentioned the artist Kim, K-E-M. If you get a chance, check out his cut can you feel it very smooth well you know what my voice needs a break anyway maybe we could check that out right now uh kim uh i don't know let me see if i can find this on spotify i think karen's making me some teeth for my voice guys sorry if it's terrible right now is smooth chris i like this shit brother i like that somebody named kim k-e-m and the song is can you feel it damn what's best for you it's better for me 
Thank you, Karen, for this tea. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so those are the comments. Let's check the poll. Is it okay for two consenting adults who are father and daughter to get married? To get married. Uh, the, the, and the results will shock you of this poll. The question, the, the answers are yes to each their own, literally, or no. We have to draw the line somewhere. Eighty-eight percent of people said. No, we have to draw the line somewhere, which means 13% of our audience says, hey, if you're 18 and your father and daughter, uh, well, 18 and 36 at least, right, or something like that, <laughs> or you're 18 and whatever, and you want to get married to your own offspring, fine. Um, 13%. Let's check the... Uh, I need to come check out people. Let's check the chat room. Jay Full says that shit is gross, fam. Olivia, Rad Film Lawyer. Rad Film underscore Esquire. Film underscore Esquire, I think. Uh the prohibition against incest marriages isn't really to keep people who are related from marrying each other. It is a proxy to keep people from abusing each other and reflection of a traditional incest taboo in our culture. We're really bad at recognizing the prevented abuse in our legal system, and it's common for older family members to abuse kids and teens and their families. So we created the category of incestuous relationships so we wouldn't have proof, uh, so we wouldn't have proof problems when trying to jail one of the abusers. We needed a theory, uh, where proving consent wasn't an issue. If you fuck your niece, you're in trouble with the law. Right. People who see their mothers raise their siblings as babies and or those who grow up around family members throughout a significant portion of their childhood, studies say at least 14 to 15 years, don't tend to see each other as potential sexual partners. So the law doesn't need to prevent those people from trying to marry each other. The gross-out factor does it already. The law targets the pro- the small portion of the population to whom incest isn't abuse and isn't an automatic deal breaker. It's gross, but no reason to withhold a legal contract from consenting adults. All that said, the girl in this story is exactly the kind of situation you want for an automatic incest is a legal law. She says she is consenting, but she's a minor. He groomed her when he met her, he, and she had so little love and support in her life that she was a perfect, easy target. This poor girl needed parents, not creepy assholes, one of whom was cool with fucking his daughter. Her grandparents aren't even there for her, disgusting adults, all of them. Yeah, not to mention the other case where the dude just lets his daughter suck his dick. Flew all the way down to Jamaica Mm -hmm. so she could blow him a few times while he watched porn. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I I mean, I I, I do feel what Olivia is saying. They are of age and consenting in their adults. But I don't know, dog. It's, It's too much. It's too much for me. It's like, can they, like, maybe they can do it and just nobody knows. I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine it. And like, it just seems so fucked up. Like, I just, it's, I have a hard time imagining the situation where coercion doesn't take place. You know, 
like i think because it's like you've been in this person's life at some point it seems like it's not like these people are the baby's born and then they just leave right away it's and then my father came back and we talked when i was 10 at my birthday Mm -mm. and then when i was 13 he said this and then you know he waits at 17 he realized that we were so attracted to each other it's like well listen i got a secret for you ladies every grown-ass man is attracted to a a a woman's body at the prime of her life possibly you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. A lot of men are attracted to women that are coming blossoming into that age. Like it's an entire fucking thing on on on, on, on it's a category on porn sites, you know, like teens, you know, like people are very barely legal and shit like that. So maybe you combine both of those and not a good look, in my opinion. I don't know, man. I think mentally I can't get over this hurdle. Um I don't know, I can't get over this hurdle, man. Uh Melabella says feet turned the wrong way. We got that on Twitter so many times. <laughs> I am not sure if this is truly something that occurs because of incest, but from now on, I'm judging parents whose kids' feet turn the wrong way. <laughs> Jim says, it's really, really gross to even think about, uh, but I'm not sure I'm convinced this needs to be legally regulated, perhaps with some exceptions, with some of the exceptions Olivia makes. Yeah, I, I mean, how do you... How do you prove that it's not? I just, I can't, I can't imagine, like, like, okay, like my niece. I can't imagine my niece turns 17 and then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, girl, what's up? That's so fucking gross. That's so disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, as a human being, I would be disgusted. You wouldn't have to worry about being disgusted. Yeah, and then of course I'd have to be killed duh right okay but but it doesn't matter the, the even the impulse to be like damn look at the titties on my knees disgusting that's fucked up sorry i don't know what to tell you it's fucked up it's terrible that's that's the worst ah uh, responsible for this person trust you and told a raisin to be an adult and it's like i tell you what i'll do the fucking from here on out like uh who took his daughter's virginity and she was stupid she was saying shit like we're gonna be together forever it's been two years what that's that's why we tell people 18 year olds that like you're still growing and developing yes the law says that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do go out on your own but you're still not developed that's why we have a problem with uh, uh the kardashian sister coming out and say she's 17 she got a goddamn life together at two years, two years when you're 17 years old is about 12% of your life. Think about that, right? Now, her father, who's like double her age or something like that, so let's just say 35. Uh, yeah, let's, let's just say 35. Th- that is uh, about 6% of his life, right? 12% of your life, that seems major when you're saying, wow, two years, we're going to be together forever. From 15 to 17. And I guess that's what scares me is the example in the, the example in the actual, um, case is illegal. Mm-hmm. It's illegal. Like, so I guess for me, it's like, okay, you start grooming somebody, then they turn 18. We're just supposed to go, well, Ali Ali Oxen free. You didn't get in trouble when they weren't 18. Y'all can get married. Y'all moved to, Wherever the state, Massachusetts, get married. It's weird. It's weird. Ah, 
Disgusting. I do not approve of none of this foolishness. Capadonna says, what kind of Oedipus complex crap is this? More proof that you are the eugenics elite spreading your homo demons over the internet. If the Jersey yeah. Shore gets washed away, I blame this semen latte sodomite conspiracy. Where's that Ellen James White? What what you know about this right here, homie? Oh, Seriously, this is too nasty for for average baller alert groovy tail. Forget incest. These fathers are 100% predators and creeps. What kind of sick bastard would manipulate their teen daughters into sex slaves? There's a reason their mama left these criminals. Prince Laurent says, at first I hesitated because I wasn't, I wanted to make sure that I fully understand what you guys meant by okay, but then realized it didn't matter. I have no real problems. <laughs> I have no real problems with an adult daughter and her father getting involved and getting married. The only concern that anyone should have is the possibility that the daughter was being abused as a child. If there's no evidence of that, I say let them be together. The girl in the story was a minor, so that should not have been allowed to occur. Uh, now what if, um, I mean, but what if she doesn't feel she was abused as a minor after she becomes an adult? It still don't matter to me. No, I mean, it doesn't matter to me either way, though. No. I wouldn't be okay with it at any age. Right. That's, that's, I don't give a fuck. Like, like I'm so close-minded on this. I Like, I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm so close-minded. I don't give a fuck if she was, like, 56 and he was 70. And it was like, I, we never met each other. I found out you my daughter. I'd be like, well, that's too bad. Like, I guess y'all getting a divorce. Right. <laughs> break this uh, shit up i'm concerned this nope i spray water on them like uh dogs when they start trying to make out and shit like, <laughs> no no get away from each other I'm scram just, i'm just kidding guys i'm just kidding kj dollar says no that shit is disgusting and wrong on many levels i like that none of us has a reason like i know i'm wrong because i don't have a reasonable defense i just have ugh, that's it and that's all that matters in my book yes i'm unreasonable I just don't give two fucks. All I, all I have is, ugh. That's it. I don't even have yep, a fucking... I'm going to put like this. If this is one thing I'm going to say I'm a bigot on. Nope. I don't care. Uh, Recognize Taste says, judging everyone who thinks a daughter and a father romantic relationship is appropriate, there are laws for most states for a reason because there are disgusted perverts who think this is okay. I've never heard a story so disgusting in my life. I pray they don't have children. It's clear they are not going to break up with one another anytime soon. Shit, that's not clear. This nigga done left her before for 18 years. Like, he could easily pull that move again. Ray says, that story, you sodomites really tried it. Probably read this story while sipping on your Starbucks semen lattes, Dr. James Manning voice. No, seriously, I really don't understand how a sane adult can see a person who only exists because of them at various stages of childhood and at late teen years thinking to themselves, hmm, now that is someone I stick my penis into. you came out nigga maybe that's what they mean with your mom means she said i took you in this world i'll take you out out. maybe that's what fathers mean the opposite like i put you i put my penis into this world like if you feel creeped out when this girl calls you daddy during sex because you are indeed her father then that should be a good indicator that you should pursue romantic relationships or uh engage in sexual activity with it yeah you shouldn't with the girl um girl who's your daddy you are that's it find your drawers and get out (laughs) yeah i don't man i don't get it man i'm sorry guys um i guess the only way i could see it happening i'm like my exception for the rule would be like if you were in a relationship with somebody for like say you got married to somebody you had no fucking idea y'all related and then you found out i would understand then 
being like yeah well too bad like <laughs> we already got the rent in our names like i'll get that but this is everybody going in knowing the relationship it was like fuck it mm-hmm. yeah like I, I like that was I, it would have to be like oh we were blindsided by this it could not just be one day I was looking at my daughter play volleyball and I realized I need to fuck her. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I realized I was in love with that tight 17 year old ass. Mm-mm. Um, we had comments on episode 896 where we had Sterling from Gaming and Then Sun podcast and Justin, of course. And we reviewed The Walking Dead. The responses were so long. Here we go. Listening, um, Amani writes in, listening to Pat, Patricia Arquette's comments and the nonsense Elon and Amani got dragged into reminded me so much of the same playbook the Democrats tried to run in the fall when they ran away from Obama before the elections while still expecting black voters to just shut up and vote for them. That's why I'm wary of the term ally. That implies a temporary alliance of necessity instead of someone who's down with you because it's what they believe in. Too many so-called allies think you're on, they're on your side because they like the idea of it more than the reality. That's exactly what my Nicole, that's exactly what that Nicole Sandler proved. She's just like the northerner deflecting their racism because it's not like they're from the south. Or all those Academy Award voters shitting on Selma but hiding behind the fact the Academy president is a black woman or that they gave 12 years a slave awards last year. She's so upset that she was getting lumped into the wrong type of white person that she couldn't hear what people were actually objecting to and lost her shit. She jumps up and down and says she's not Michelle Bachman. At the same time, she's yelling at Imani and cutting her off or lying about what Elon said. Hell, I remember when Wendy Davis lost in Texas, they blamed women for not coming out for her. Black women voted for her over 90%, and Latinas were over 60%. It was white women who only showed up for 32% support. I'd say something about how Arquette should talk to those white women, TM, for not supporting the cause when people of color did, but this T over here. Yeah, I hear you, Imani. Um, I don't know what the uh, um, actual number for voter turnout was. I'm sure that, that would also have something to do with it, but... You know, as a black person, I think I speak for a lot of black people on this. Running away from Obama was just bad, bad, bad strategy. Right. That's why so many Democrats lost. That's why the lady here lost mm. because she was like, I can't, oh. I can't speak for every state. I can't. I can only say how it makes me feel yeah, in North Carolina. When I, I see these I ads, I see a person that I'm like, oh, you don't really believe in your cause. Mm hmm. You know, you, you're already running away from the person that I think has stood up the most for a lot of the causes that I believe in. So Jonathan writes in great shows all week and hearing the Reverend Dr. James Rodimus Prime Manning on Twib. Oh, that's right, guys. I was on Twib Thursday. <laughs> uh, so if you listen to Twib, uh, surprise, I was on there. It was fun. On Twib, preached to the Sodomites was a treat. Karen is the best part of every show. Enough said. Sorry Thank for the you. long run. Then he apologizes for the long rant he's about to do. Oh, you good, sweetie. Yeah. Uh, let me sip some tea, Dan. Get ready. <sighs> okay. Seeing what Elon and Imani went through, chiefly due to Nicole Sandler, was a tad infuriating. The refusal of Sandler to acknowledge intersectionality as a reality and not part of the needless identity politics is willfully ignorant. If intersectionality divides progressives and distracts from shared progressive goals, then so is feminism. 
right oh yes like you could keep making this point all the way till you get to the point where you go what what conservatives do we're all americans i mean what does it matter conservative progressive democrat liberal tea party just band together under this flag and vote for me to go to war and kill these muslims like it's like it's always some reason that you can't say well this is wrong like and you can keep going up they've decided they're drawing the line at feminism and more importantly white feminism like whoa 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 we don't want to go any further than this gender identity like race is a social construct and feminism by its very definition is identity politics as is blackness or being lgbtq so sandler by her own logic should shut up about pay equality and talk about raising the minimum wage which would impact everyone raising our boats i would posit that the employment non-discrimination act uh stopped racial profiling police brutality and the unbelievably high crime rate against trans women would be of as much if not more importance to other women as various intersections i mean at various intersections but what do I know? I'm a black gay dude. I mean, I'm a gay black dude, uh, who knows that intersectionality means since I can read unlike Miss Sandler, apparently. Oh, oh no, because I know what it means. Yeah, my bad. I said that. Uh, Sandler's argument seems to boil down to trickle down, lifting all boats, but as Imani suggested, uh, and it's A-M-I-N-I, not Imani Gandhi. Imani suggested white feminist TM seem perfectly willing to vote in the anti-choice anti-equal pay Republican party at the same time that they berate people of color for not coming out in large enough numbers to defeat those same Republicans. <clears throat> I still remember the former Hillary Clinton voters who worked hard to put McCain in office just so Palin could be a heartbeat away from being president. Right. Black pres black women and to a lesser extent, Latina women are the bedrock of the democratic party they are also guaranteed to come out to vote in large numbers and tend to vote a straight Democratic ballot. White women are simultaneously the biggest beneficiaries of and recently the most frequent plaintiffs challenging affirmative action. That, along with centuries of patriarchy and racism, makes me sure equal pay won't go smoothly. I'm pretty sure white women will get equal pay to white men. I'm also sure they won't be pushing for equal pay quite as hard as people of color. After all, a black man with a college degree has the same odds of being hired as a white high school dropout right now. And black women face greater cha challenges, but that's divert divisive. Right. Like, you can't just look at how many cents on the dollar someone earns. Uh, you also need to look at how, how hard is it for them to get a job? Right. Even with degrees. Right. And, and if you look at something like that and you see such a, huge schism between black latino white and asian like once you see this at what point do you not go well if we're really about this life of unification and and, and getting all the ships together we got to go fight for the people that are the quote-unquote lowest among us when it comes to employment percentage uh employment earning rate like, it, it can't just be about my cause and then that's the end because when you do that, it feels a lot like, well, when I get my shit, I'm going to stop working hard. Right, because it won't matter. If, right. Not if, to me. I have no skin in the fight anymore, guys. I'm sorry. 
it's sad that you're not making what you should make but uh, it is what it is and the, and then once you called out for not giving a fuck about the issues that affect us you act like we're wrong for telling you you don't give a fuck but you're like i do no 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 you only give a fuck when it comes to time to vote. You only give a fuck when it comes to pushing your issues. But every time our issues come up to the table, all of a sudden it's issues, it's a problem, it's fake outrage, it's just angry. You know, how dare you call me for white privilege? How dare you say that when I speak of, 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 of feminism, I'm not including you. But when I make bold, sweeping statements saying that women of color and uh lgbtq should support us like we've always been supporting them when people are like bitch you know y'all haven't and you're still not and you just can't see it and you don't care yep um so let's see what else it has here uh oh after all okay so yeah if our cat and sandler are serious about equal pay they need to preach to straight white cis people since they seen sis what is that oh three letters is so hard to learn i'm gonna have to google something explain it to me come to my house and explain it to me hold my hand while i cry on the pillow that i learned a word today sorry that's my nicole sandler person impersonation um worst but uh since they seem to be the ones not willing to help our women or to be inclusive of other women's concern uh jim says uh, I know it keeps sounding like I'm saying J-I-M, but it's G-E-M, guys. I, I don't know what to say. I'm Southern and I can't pronounce it right. Jim says, it is just me or does, is it just me or does it seem that justice trolling has significantly decreased since moving to Wednesday nights? I guess trolling only goes up on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, I think he can't, he didn't troll this time because he was worried about that snow. And I, and I reminded him as soon as the show began, like, oh, I can be here all night. So if you want to fuck around and troll me throughout the whole show, <laughs> you can, you can, because I don't give a fuck about you driving home in the snow. Anyway, enjoy hearing Sterling on the podcast, and I really appreciate the conversation around our cat, gay, and twib. It's mind-boggling how anti-learning and understanding some people can be, as if it would destroy their ability to function properly if they were asked to confront a, con- a concept unknown to them for the sake of acknowledging and respecting other people's concerns. Good grief. Kyle says, Madonna fell off the stage. Kanye premiered a new song. I might have to start watching the Brit Award show now. Okay. Um, yeah, what does that have to do with anything with the, oh, cause Madonna fell out of state. Sea right. mm-hmm. Baby says, I sat through Nicole Sandler's whole podcast episode and listened to her miss a really easy point for 121 minutes and 15 seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> they counted every second. <clears throat> I was somewhat, it was somewhat of a drain, listen, uh, draining listen, but that I will survive at the end made me chuckle. I laughed so hard knowing that she had already deleted her Twitter account when I heard I will survive. You didn't survive shit. Dude, she made so many excuses for not wanting to understand. I'm not black, so I can't get it. I went to school for broadcast, so I can't get it. Actors can't talk eloquently or even form independent thoughts without a script, so Patricia can't get it. I need Tim Wise to explain it to me to get it, etc. Hopefully she comes around and doesn't need a 10 wise type to do so. Oh no, she's never coming around. Ever. Uh, Brian P says, I like to nominate 305 to 307 for a tippy because my God, that truck of radio back and forth had me in tears. <laughs> it reminded me of this YouTube video, uh, at the, what, at the two minute and 14 second mark. Okay. Giving me a little work to do here. Um, Oh, 
This is from the Mac. I know this already. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man, come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. You shade tree nigga. You, you ain't no oh, pimp. You're a You're a car thief. A car thief. The one you got out there is probably hot as a firecracker right now. It was $35,000. Huh? $35,000 cash money? No, no, I get one, $35,000 plus one, right? The one I gave. No, you gave me six, all right? That's it was true. one. I had one. It was six. And a $35,000 plus one plus six leaves seven. $35,000 and seven, right? Motherfucker, can you buy that? <laughs> Nigga, next time you hear grown folks talking, shut the fuck up, here. Yeah? <laughs> Go get it, Bob. Bring that bitch here. Freeze, nigga, you wanna die. Where you gonna be, man? It's your place. I'm gonna make you wish you never was born, nigga. Let's get out this dump. <laughs> you know the rules of the game. Your bitch chose, chose me. me. Um, alright, so uh we had a poll to Oh, wait, no, no, no. There were more comments. And Rod, I hate you for having me listen to that Nicole Sandler show. It started out kind of okay, and then it just spiraled downward. After listening to this podcast and another one, not to trash the brilliant idiots, but they do this too, it's crazy they don't believe in white privilege or that they didn't benefit from it. Uh, Amani stated, wait, what? Hold on. After listening to this podcast and another one, not to trash the brilliant idiots, but they do this too. Do uh, what? The podcast. I'm I'm assuming gloss over shit. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have It's I've, crazy they don't believe in white oh, so the brilliant idiots don't believe in white privilege? Apparently must not. I thought that was a black show. I thought that was Charlemagne yeah, I, the God and some black people. I never really sat down and listened to it. <coughs> okay. Anyway. Imani, uh, you know, Imani Gandhi, stated to her to her plainly about male privilege and she accepted it no questions asked. Yeah, I noticed that too. Soon as she started talking about white privilege, though, she she stopped all that. Yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. But when it was when it's white privilege, oh no, that's when the problem starts. Like in my case, I know for a fact that in most cases, my voice will be listened to first. I can walk down the streets at night almost without a care in the world, and most times I won't be ripped off by a mechanic uh, simply because I'm a man. Now flip that around with black man slash white woman. Who's more likely to go to jail for no reason? Who can't walk around a store without being followed? See, she has a problem. Empathy. She gives off the impression of being inclusive, but when other subsets let them know that, hey, the other thing you said was problematic, they the, she takes it as an attack on her. White woman in distress, everyone drop what you're doing and tend to her. That's when you decide to get up in arms about it. And the sheer irony of her talking about how her father got the GI Bill and did well for himself when during the same time black people couldn't receive the GI Bill is too much for me. I'm screaming in my head, that's what privilege is, you idiot. Yeah, it was amazing. Like some of the best podcasting I've ever heard. And, And not the good way. Did you celebrate Black History Month? Yes, I had fun. No, I let it pass me by. That was a poll. Jim says, I'm, uh, oh wait, the results were 53% said, yes, I had fun. I know I did. Went out like a G today. 
me and justin went to the gym black history remote <clears throat> and we went uh like nine and two well, we played a lot of games um it, it was either nine and two or eight and ten eight and two but we played a lot of games and we won eight or we won like yeah, it must have been nine or two because we won one lost one and then we won like eight in a row people was getting mad we was winning i had like three or four game winners um like i was on fire i only missed like four shots the whole day if that it might have been less i'm saying i'm being generous with saying four and uh people was mad but they couldn't be too mad because we never disrespected anybody right we wasn't doing the whole my dick dance like now i do this new thing when after i hit a shot i say drip drop drip drippity <laughs> drop um and it was a lot of young people in there too so, so they, they was, got it yeah they right. they was yeah they was like damn this dude good because i was hitting so much today um and plus the floor wasn't slick like it's been the last couple of times i was in there so i was able to get grip i could dribble and cross people over and shit um but yeah man it was oh so much fun man and then after every every win every big shot me every big play me and Justin would be like black history black history month and oh, black power and then we put the black power fist up like after i hit my game winning three i turned around and did the black power fist to the kids and then the person that beat us uh it was we had because we had two white dudes on our team and one of them was like an older dude and i'm not joking he got at least 17 points out of the 20 points Ooh. scored on him so he was playing defense and the kid it was a young black dude looked kind of like a steph curry but not as good at handles or anything he scored 17 points on this dude Ooh. at least i think he scored 20 but the guy swore that someone else hit a three i'm like nigga no you got toasted yeah but so we lost that game like i want to say 17 to 20 or 15 to 20 or something like that and it's all because of him like he just got burnt and we never switched the matchup and i told that young brother at the end i said you roots the new generation that you need to pass down ah, our legacy our legacy of winning as black people it, we passing it down to you so you need to continue to, to 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 shine the way that you learned from me and justin it was cool anyway um jim says i'm definitely more intentional about learning about various pieces of black history during black history month this was a particularly good month as my boyfriend posted information about 28 different lesser known historical figures each day and i enjoy reflecting on the contributions they made yeah that's cool jim and i you know but that ain't exactly celebrating about celebrating i'm talking skipping people in line i'm talking about um They're going all out yeah i mean like take the veteran parking space this week all right go to harris teeter parking veteran parking why because you a veteran of the war against black people in america black history you got to get it out there now don't i don't want to hear nobody ashamed next year i want y'all all writing in with the liberties you took for black history month you know how many white women i didn't open the door for this this month so astounding i can't even i lost count oh lord i, I close it i close the door i see them coming i close the door nope Get it yourself. Black History Month. You got to do it. You got to do some things for yourself this time. So y'all need to celebrate it, man. Sorry. If you're in an interracial relationship, you celebrate Black History Month. You having sex? Try to come real fast and then be like, Black History! I'm done. 
Oh, Lord. It's my turn. It's our turn at the top. I'm trying to get somebody stabbed. Woman or man. I don't care. You just get yours and you say, that's it. I'm done. Black history. Uh, all right. <laughs> we, we have a couple of voicemails. We'll uh, play those. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Tara Hawk uh, from the chat. I have to admit, man, after listening to you guys joke about Empire, I decided to sit down and watch it, and I'm I'm already caught up. This show is really good. It's about trifling ass black people, just like Game of, Thro- just like Game of Thrones is about trifling ass white people. I've been enjoying it the whole way. Can't wait for the next episode. Uh, I do have to admit one thing that I've been hearing all week, especially when it came to the Kanye and and, and Kim debacle. Uh, is that we really just need to stop lying to ourselves and say that we care about stuff like this. Like, mm-hmm. everybody always says that statement that they don't care about the Oscars or they don't care about the Grammys, but the truth is we do. You know, after the Grammys, all of my favorite podcasts talked about the Grammys. All of the blogs I like to read, they talked about the Grammys. You know, after the Kim and Kanye thing, everybody says, oh, I don't really care, but they talked about it. Like, every, all of my favorite podcasts talked about Kanye and Kim Kardashian thing. Everybody had an opinion about it. So I ain't lying to myself anymore. I'm going to start saying, no, man, I really do care about certain stuff like this because this really is important. The Grammys are important. The Oscars are important. The BET Hip Hop Awards is important. And the BET Awards show is important. And the reason why those last two are important, especially to me, is because they're the only two award shows that cater to the black community. And they only cater to the black community. They don't look at uh, black Twitter with quotation marks as a place where they could just make fun and ridicule and build up controversy. They actually take those complaints seriously. There's never going to be in a doubt in your mind that Kendrick Lamar, if he comes out with a great album this year, that he'll win at that award show, at a Grammy, if anyone's guess. Iggy Azalea, I guarantee you, is not going to get nominated at any BET Hip Hop award show, no matter how many times they appear. But I get it. Any person with a college education shouldn't be supporting BET because BET gives terrible representation to the African-American community. But at this point, I have to start admitting to myself that, yo, some of this stuff is really important to people, especially it's important to me, and some stuff I really do need to support because they actually care about listening. Love you, love the show, guys. Can't wait to hear more. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, man. First of all, thank you for the call, um, Tara Hawk. And I agree. I could not agree with you more. Um, and I think it's something that's healthy for us to admit that we care about this shit. I think for some reason, everyone, like, it's kind of like that thing we talked about earlier. If someone disagrees, I was sitting there outraged, right? Um, and I think there is certain things that do warrant that response. There's certain times where you're like, damn, people are really mad about this or people really care. But, you know, like my biggest response to like the Kim Kardashian thing last week, was really I was shocked to see so many people did care, but while they were saying they didn't, you know, we're sitting up here talking. It's like we're going on our twentieth response to the Kim K thing, and each one, it's somewhere in it, just about, just about each one has a I don't, I don't really care about this, and it's not important. Well, you don't, you don't just write about everything, you know. You don't just tell us you're feeling like some people that don't really respond to a lot of stuff. We're sending the response, you know they. Like, people do care about it. It's okay. I'm not judging you. I'm not saying you're wrong for caring. Mm-hmm. But don't lie to me because you're only lying to yourself, you know? Um, <clears throat> the other thing, too, is uh, I think, um, 
you know and, and this is something that i formulated over years like it's not an opinion i always had but <clears throat> i think one is okay to care about the grammys and the oscars and shit if you're a black person <clears throat> it's definitely okay to care about it from a black perspective and to want them to do better you know i don't know why we have to down ourselves for wanting that There's nothing wrong with that we should be able to go i would like for the oscars to have better black representation and to treat black people better and more diversity and more different sexual orientation and like i want that why is that bad i want the things that i'm into i love movies i love them why is it wrong for me to want movies to do better you know i'm not a bad person for that and neither are you you know you care about our opinions you care about this show you care people care about a lot of shit man i like maybe they're just scared to be hurt by something or if they admit that they care then they can admit that they can let them down and disappoint them or they have to look inside and wonder why do they care so much and i think really the the best part of life is why that's the best question it's the only question that matters why do you care why do certain things affect me what what insecurities do i have how do i work on those that kind of shit yeah it's not always a bad thing but society has taught it has projected that it's always a bad thing right yeah and people want to feel like they're un unable to be hurt you know what i mean like i'm invulnerable nobody you know? is sweetie but... nobody is we know that we know we're not right but yet we still want to come off like it didn't hurt my feelings you know anyway thanks tara hawk hey rod hey karen it's um nikki from arizona actually i'm now in florida no, but I was listening to your oh. show, and you guys are surprised that um, truckers have prostitutes. Um, well, just to let you guys know, my uncle, may he rest in peace, he was a trucker, and he used to um, he used to be a pimp, and he used to have chicks up and down in California um, because he would he said like he would tell my mom that you know truckers go to truck stops, and you know they're riding for a long time, they want women, so it was a big thing. That like when you go to these rest stops and these truck stops, the women, a lot of the women there, they're hookers. So yeah, so to me, it's like, oh well, duh. And like that's what my mom, like she said, she's like, when you see women at those truck stops and uh, and at rest, um, at truck stops, those are likely hookers. One of my friends, her mom's a truck driver, and she told me she's like, yeah, she's like, anytime you go to a truck stop, there's always a couple women there. So that's the norm. So yeah, a lot. Of, so some truckers, that's what they do. They haul trucks and they, I guess, they haul vagina. Well, I'm about to pull into Starbucks, so I got to go to work. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, Rod. Bye, Karen. Bye. Bye, sweetie. And uh, be safe in Florida. Yeah. You went from one bad state to to another, po thing. You doing this backwards, man? You're not supposed to be going from uh, Arizona to uh to florida that's that's a downgrade man you gotta go to a state you know that trying to help people yeah be safe honey and of course um you know she says she had to go to work i wonder what she's doing what what kind of job could nikki have that moves her from state to state from arizona to florida along the truck route oh oh that was i think that's (laughs) Nikki might be, uh, she might be out there. Uh-huh. Oh, no, Nikki, Nikki, I hope you're not on that truck stop. Then the truck pulling up at the Starbucks. Is that how you know so much about the truck stop, Nikki? Truck stop, Nikki, that's going to be your nickname. But, um, <laughs> yeah, truck stop pimping. I just, I just, I don't, I knew that there were prostitutes at truck stops. 
I guess in my mind, I just can't imagine that the trucker would be the pimp. I can imagine right. the trucker. Because, like, do the hoes travel with the trucker? Like, yeah. they get in the back, too? That's what she's saying. That's crazy. I guess, man. I guess I just never Have thought about truck it. truck will travel with vagina. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the last voicemail. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, here we go. Hey, Wad and Karen. I'm just calling because I like to say that I really like your show. I've been listening for, I think, four or five years now, and you guys do a really, really good job. And so I just wanted to call and let y'all know you guys make my day. I feel like I'm on crack because I can't wait until another podcast drops. Like, each day I'm like, is the podcast going to drop? Is the podcast going to drop? <laughs> but anyway, keep up with the good work. Love you guys. Uh, thank you to thank you, whoever that was. Because you didn't tell us your name. So thank you, whoever you are. We must really be that person's crack because they were ashamed. They did not want to say their name. And that's how, <laughs> that's how people do the crack dealer. Right. They were like, I want you to know, I appreciate, you know, the drugs you give me, but I, I got to go. No, yeah. I can't get, I can't leave you any information. You can't identify. <laughs> I don't want nobody to know that I like this crack. I'm out. All right. We got some emails. And I guess, uh, phone lines over 704-557-0186. 704-557-0186. All right. Uh, episode 893 by Aaron H who says, I got hyped when y'all started talking about the suck a nigga dick cake. <laughs> Not to suck a nigga dick though. LOL. As a huge three six fan back in the day, I instantly knew what song you were looking for. Look for a triple six mafia club, Memphis underground volume two track two suck a nigga dick. Oh, side note. Can y'all listeners get off of Kanye and Kim's dick Taurus? Yes, that is a dick and clitoris. <laughs> Dictoris. Um, <clears throat> as I'm, I'm as tired of hearing about the shit, just like Ryder Karen are about talking to sh- about the shit. Get a fucking life. That is all for now. Yeah. Uh, Mikkel writes in, great show. Can I leave a review on iTunes without the software? Yeah. You can actually log into iTunes.com mm-hmm. and do it right from uh, I, from uh, your um, browser, internet browser. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of problem with iTunes, so I deleted it. <clears throat> well, anyway, great show, and I love your guest, especially Justin. Keep up the great work. My favorite show, The Walking Dead show. May I make a suggestion for your next series, House of Cards, please, with a bunch of exclamation points. Listen. I don't know. <clears throat> I've watched season one of House of Cards. Karen and Justin have not. Mm-mm. I can't even get these niggas to watch Empire, and I love it. Y'all understand? <laughs> I love it. I've not recommended anything to them but this show, and they still ain't doing it. So it's not. <laughs> y'all think I have way more influence over here than I do? I, I would it's love us, them to it's watch us. It. We ain't gonna lie. It's it's me. Like I said, I just uh, I just uh, I know Empire is like. You know, probably season halfway of it, but no, I know it's only four episodes left, but it's only like six in. It's a short season. It's first oh. season. Oh, okay. The first season is the <clears> shortest. <throat> but yeah, so I don't have the influence y'all think I have around you. I told y'all she the boss. Y'all always <laughs> think I'm joking about the shit, but no, I can't make her watch it. So it is what it is, brothers. Yeah. What, episode three just came out like yesterday or today. Uh, House of Cards. Car- yeah. So no way they're watching three seasons of House of Cards. Y'all got, that's crazy. I'll, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, unless but, uh, I sit down the marathon. And I will say this. Like I really watch. I will. Watch. Say, <clears throat> I will say this. Got to be a ton of black podcast review on it. Got to be a ton. 
Oh yeah. You know, Elon will probably will do something. Yeah, they normally do. I it. bet where's my forty acres to do something. Somebody I'm sure Nina <laughs> might to probably gonna touch on it. Yeah, somebody's doing it. We just you know, you know that's why I go on Nina's show to talk about scandal because nobody here watches scandal. Mm-mm. I don't know nothing about it. Fucking Justin thinks uh, Carrie watching his name is scandal. <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all, man. I wish it was different. Or at least a non-cable show. I had to bootleg The Walking Dead to keep up. Anyway, keep it moving. Peace. You got to pay for that cable. I don't know what to tell you, brother. Uh, <laughs> write that shit off. I don't know. Uh, another person writes here, is the show or any premium shows going to discuss House of Cards? I think a lot of your fans, <laughs> myself included, would enjoy that. People want to hear that House of Cards, don't they? Yeah, I'm not a huge House of Cards fan, although I like season one. Uh, I'm sure it's good. I just, I don't know, man. It's something about... I don't know. I like that show though. So maybe I'll watch it, but I just can't think of a format that I would be want to review it in. Maybe a premium uh off season review could yeah. happen, but right. like I said, these motherfuckers don't watch it. I have yeah, to get somebody find else. somebody else, guys. Yeah, just watch it and y'all just talk about it. So maybe I'll watch it and then I have to do season two and then season three, but I can figure it out. I have to find somebody that wants to watch season two again. Uh so that we can be relevant on all the things. I will see. I'm pretty sure you don't forget. Chriselle writes in, feedback. This is long overdue, but I want to thank y'all for being a blessing. With all the foolishness this week with Nicole Sandler, it was a good to finish hard days listening to y'all. I was already sick of white women, so this week sent me over the edge, and I love Twib. Rod guesting on Twib Prime yesterday Thursday was everything. Rod's humor took the edge off of the fatigue from the drama. Y'all need to make a supercut of Baller Alert. I try to tell people how funny it is and all of them together will be amazing. Anyhow, keep rising. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Um, well, at least this one got aired. Yeah, yeah. This one actually made the air. We've been on that before, but it never did. You never know it. Right. If you didn't listen live that day, about mm-hmm. two years ago at the at the Charlotte Democratic uh, Convention, Convention. Mm-hmm. you missed that show. It was fun. Uh, it had like Eldroy left. It was It was amazing. We had such a good time. Got to see that dude from the real world. Yeah, I don't Kevin. know if it really got lost or if Elon decided to delete it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, good morning, Rod and Karen. Thanks for keeping me from being bored at my job. I love all the shows this week, and I try to get my wife to listen to your show, but the bitch doesn't get it. What? <laughs> oh, Who wrote this? Oh, Lord. I hope she ain't <clears throat> listening. Well, I hope she, yeah, I hope she don't start today, brother. <laughs> right. This is the wrong day for her to find this out information out. Yeah, John D. Uh, but my son, he's 14. He loves it, especially when Rod do his pimp voice about you get a wig on a pig, etc. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to the one to... To one of the episodes you were talking about, Harry Legs asked Monique, she's a good actress. Oh, Lord. I like the insult before saying that. But I remember when she was the host of Loving Hip Hop Atlanta a, a couple of years ago, I know VH1 didn't pay you shit for that bullshit. Come on, Monique, stop with the excuse. Okay, guys, love the show. Can't wait for the next one. You basically said you hosted Loving Hip Hop, so you should just go work in some movies. Oh, Lord. Now, Jay-Z says, hey, Rod and Karen. I mean, Jay-Z from Mike F., Mike F., he says, Hey, Ryder Karen, I was writing you about this guy who claims Jay-Z is his father. I had two thoughts on him. My first is, if the guy's 21, the family has been fighting this in court for five years, he was 17 when it began, and therefore could be considered a minor in this paternity case. That's a good point. 
hadn't thought about that that's smart see guys you can write in won't always have to disagree won't call you names nobody had to suck a dick today we want you to continue to listen to the show my second thought is it may not matter remember a couple months back that story about the girl who sued the parents to force them to pay out of scott out of state tuition she won a case so this guy might be able to get something from jay-z that's true yeah because they got divorced Mm mm-hmm it doesn't matter to me either way, but I just found it interesting. Also, did you two ever do the book review for You Got Me Fucked Up? No. Uh, anyway, thanks, thanks for the show. You two are the best. It's silly, Mike Foster. That's thanks. all, Roger. Everybody now, now, yeah. this is reverse. Everybody else is ready. I even read it. We waiting on Rod. How about y'all get caught up on Empire? Then you get caught up on Empire, then I'll, I'll do this. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, someone also said, message. I know everyone loves the show, Resident Psychopath, Dr. Reverend Manning. I'm listening to Saha the Prince new tape. He has a Manning feature. He's at the beginning and sprinkled throughout the track. It's hilarious. The track is called Weak. Here's a YouTube link. I think oftentimes when people hear me and see me, they think that I'm a fool. They think that somehow or another I've lost my mind, that I'm not down with the in crowd. They've said that nobody would love me and that I'm an outcast. But let me say this here now. We can be clear about anything. Please let me be clear about this. And I pray that it's received and understood. I don't want to be one of you. I don't want to be one of you weak men, weak people. I'd rather die death is welcome rather than to call myself you spineless black men. Saha. Saha actually listened to dr manning to find this clip or like did someone send him only this clip <clears throat> like is he gonna have another is a is homo demons gonna be on the album too you know what i mean is he gonna be rapping about starbucks lattes next i don't oh god i ain't your traditional rapper smoking medicinal stayed in detention life is all about principles if dr manning would even approve of this song no turn off that nigga music But you know he finished that off with, I'm not like the rest of you niggas. Right. You niggas and I'm not. 
Obama is a homo son of my demon. It's like, uh, so did he like have to edit all that out to get these 40 seconds of sanity? Like, I'm surprised each word wasn't cut out, you know? I am not going to get. <laughs> Y'all looking for a restitution. Niggas kill each other every day and ain't no evolution. My partner shot a hundred niggas and it was never proven. We just label him a gangster and kept it moving. Let me give you the same outcome, separate shooting. A white man kill a black, we holler persecution. So instead of looting, it's time to find some better schooling. You can act like y'all don't understand when I'm electrocuting. Did I stutter, stutter, stutter? I was never moving. Y'all ain't no black panthers. You wasn't there with Newton. You ain't Marshall Martin. Try to better humans. Let's get some retribution. I feel like Malcolm X when he left the movie. Not with Dr. Manning. You right. play me some Dr. Manning. I'm like, I'm not supporting none of your calls because <laughs> right. you playing this bullshit like this man's insane. Like this man has sense. Mm-mm. Make anything else? Who's the side high? Side of Prince. He's on uh I think Kanye's level, maybe. Um he had a good he got or maybe he was on a song with Kanye. He had a good I mean he sounded good on the song that I heard him on with Kanye. I don't I mean obviously he's crazy. I like the beat though, but yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what Dr. Manning would say next to even put him on your track as if to co-sign it is weird. Cause it's like, if I clicked on Dr. Manning's name on his page right now, he's probably like Derek Rose's knees are sodomites. And that's why they broke. These niggas weak. It's semen in his knees. Homo semen. Ah! And the semen is messing the knees up and they coagulating. And, and that's the problem. Having mistake babies and shit leaving these women The motherfucking raise your kids by their motherfucking self Yeah, my nigga, I said it You don't like what's going on in the motherfucking America Leave this motherfucker When they said we were free, my nigga, that mean We were free to go back where the fuck we came from, my nigga Yeah, the whole motherfucking country that belong to us, nigga It's called Africa, motherfucker Oh Oh Did the same continent did with apartheid that that place okay the amount of stupid in that statement right one you saying it's from america you know like you rapping this on like the 31st street in chicago two Africa don't belong to us. I can't just walk into Africa. People always say Africa like it's one fucking place. Like, yep, uh, Africa, I'm here. It's South Africa. I have arrived. Sudan, like, is yeah. And like, we could walk in and be like, um, excuse me, excuse me, everyone. Um, excuse me. I'm black. So like, I totally own this place. So if mm-hmm. everything could just like 
clear me a spot i'll take anywhere not close to the serengeti yeah. i'm not really hopefully something my riverbed i'm not really picky about it but oh, uh right. excuse me umbitu excuse me can you just like move your dirt thank you um yeah i i'll just set up shop here and uh thank you i appreciate you guys mm-hmm. um do i need to sign any paperwork about which part of africa i own no okay well then uh what why is everyone getting upset what like unhand me i don't who's putting me back on this plane why all right and shipping your ass right back where you came from because as far as a lot of as far as a lot of africans concerned the african-americans of the united states are not african (laughs) guys i noticed there's uh not a lot of flies on your faces and distended bellies i was promised this i saw it in several um several infomercials about this place that's why i gave the white lady on tv the money when she played the soft music that's what she promised i brought you guys whole grain rice right um, i thought you guys eat that here right. so she told me less than a cup of coffee a day i can yeah. take care of a few hundred of you right so um first thing i want to do is buy some slaves where's the slave market oh oh so you guys frown on that here too wow well i guess i high was wrong by the way verse one he was talking about your girl walking around with no bottoms on and the top no top or some shit so you went from fucking my girl to now i need to be a responsible father and start the revolution and go back to africa and own it niggas always gotta go too far you had a point be a good father raise your kids can't be balanced we turn this shit into I now I personally got to start the revolution and kill people and shit. You don't know that. You don't know that. That's right, guys. Nigeria, you can just build a neighborhood for ten bands. You just walk in. I would like to build a neighborhood like right over here where this school is. Can we just like move these uh, orphans out of the way? And I'll just like put a whole neighborhood there. I think he read too many of them emails from Nigeria. That's what he believed. This is all cap. Look, nigga, the motherfucking prince is over there and he just need to put $5,000 in his account and he'll give you a billion dollars, nigga. But you too busy not raising your kids. You gonna start no revolution? All you got to do is give them the routing number and then they can deposit the money. That's all you got to do. Damn. Just cash one check for them. They kidnapped his daughter and they need the money. But you too stupid playing Nintendo and shit. These niggas bleed. Get the fuck out of here. Even Dr. Manning was like, I don't know what he was talking about. That's that's what they needed to end of the song is, I don't know what that boy was talking about. That was crazy. Right. I was with him for a second, but uh, I'm I'm not going to Africa. I'm not even black. Remember? I gave that up back in North Carolina. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm sad to say I'm from. (laughs) All right, man. I'm sad, too. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. I guess we'll be Amber from black sexy geeky mentor and cool wait that's not the right to go 
yeah black sexy geeky and mental yeah i'll just add it cool because she's such a cool person she is <laughs> um, and uh we'll talk to you guys then until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby Mwah. Mwah.